It is Monday, September 7th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Happy Labor Day. Let's get you up to speed on the full dirt racing weekend, shall we? The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series returned to Houston Speedway in South Dakota Saturday and Sunday for the first time in four years. There were a few storylines to watch, including Kyle Larson looking for redemption after a tough outing at Houston a few weeks ago with the All-Stars that saw him destroy a car in a heat race crash. The crazy tight points battle was the other story entering the weekend. On Saturday night, it looked like Kyle Larson might be in position for that redemption. He led early from the pole, but was challenged only eight laps deep by Sheldon Hoddenshield, who took the lead from Larson. The drama was just getting ready to unfold, though. As the race approached 15 laps in the books, the track surface kept getting shinier and shinier, and many cars were showing smoke from the right rear tires. With the track clearly rubbering down, this was going to turn into a battle of attrition. Darren Pittman was the first victim of the night, shredding a tire with 13 uh, laps left in the feature and causing the first caution. Scott Boguski was the next victim, only a few laps after Pittman, and then it was leader Sheldon Hoddenshield's turn. He was into the work area and out of the lead with nine laps left. Under the same caution, Carson Macedo was also in for a new right rear tire. After Sheldon's trouble, Larson inherited the lead, but we were far from done. Lots more cautions, lots more flat right rear tires. Um, over the final laps, there were several more cautions for flat tires and also an open red for fuel. By the time it was all said and done, most of the field needed a new rear, uh, right rear tire to complete the race. The final caution came with five laps left, and this time it was for leader Kyle Larson. Larson wasn't able to return to the race because he didn't have enough time in the work area. In the end, Sheldon Hoddenshield was able to drive back through the field and take the win on a wild night over Carson Macedo, Darren Pittman, Brad Sweet, and James McFadden. It was definitely beneficial to have your flat earlier in the race because those drivers got the guaranteed two minutes in the work area and had enough time to get back through the field, uh, including names like Macedo, Pittman, uh, you know, Winner, Sheldon, Hodgeshield, all of those guys had those chances. Certainly not what you want out of one of these features. You know, the, the dreaded R word is what we always talk about, and, and uh, social media was certainly a, a blaze afterwards with comments from the feature. But um, just one of those things that happens once in a while, certainly tough conditions there for the track. Nobody wants that. Um, but at the end, somebody's got to win that race, and it was Sheldon Hoddenshield getting it done. Over to Sunday, there were no such issues with rubber and the racetrack. Gio Selzy started from the pole, and he was the leader at the start. The early part of the race was marred by several cr uh, crashes, but once things settled out, it was Selzy still out front. Later, with 15 laps left, a spinning Jason Sides collected frontrunners Carson Macedo and Sheldon Hoddenshield. The restart allowed Kyle Larson to move to second from his four starting, uh, four starting spot. Another restart a few laps later gave Larson the opening he needed, and he drove by Selzy for the lead. Larson survived one more late restart to get his 10th win of the season and a $20,000 payday. James McFadden finished second, David Gravel third, Geo Selzy fourth, and Brad Sweet was fifth. After the two Cusets features now, a pair of top fives for Brad Sweet was good enough to see him take the points lead from Logan Schuhart by six points. I believe Schuhart finished seventh and ninth on the two nights. Uh, Shots is 74 points back in third with Sheldon Huddenshield still fourth and Carson Macedo fifth. Only eight points separate third through fifth right now. So not only is it tied at the top with the first two, but it's also tight third through fifth. Uh, so still no closer to, to any sort of clarity though in the title chase. Nobody's able to kind of really push out and, and you know maybe make themselves head and shoulders above the rest. So still very tight David Gravel picked two, uh, picked up two more top 10s to run his top 10 streak to 22 straight now. So another solid weekend for David Gravel. The Word of Outlaws head to Dodge City Raceway Park in Kansas this weekend for two more shows. We'll certainly talk about that more as the week progresses. The Luke Soul Late Model Dirt Series had two races over the weekend, Friday night at Ponderosa Speedway and Saturday at Portsmouth Raceway Park. Jimmy Owens entered the weekend trying to protect his big points lead in the championship. At Ponderosa, it was all Jonathan Davenport. He actually won at Ponderosa earlier 
in August in an Ironman race, um, and he used learn what he learned that night to dominate on Friday. He led all 50 laps to win over Billy Moyer Jr., Mike Marler, Zach Dome, and Tim McCready. It was Davenport's third win of the season. Owens faded late to finish seventh. Saturday at Portsmouth, Davenport started on the pole, but Owens was strong early and grabbed the lead on lap one. Owens was out front for much of the race, but uh, with Devin Moran keeping it honest in second. But travel for Moran would give Hudson O'Neill a chance. While second, Moran ended up with a flat uh, flat left rear tire, which caused a caution. And then on the restart, O'Neill moved up to second uh, from his eighth starting position. And it wasn't long later that he was challenging Owens for the top spot. Uh, O'Neill got past Owens on lap 37, survived a few late restarts, and drove away to his first win of the season, and on his birthday, no doubt. Uh, Owens finished second, Tanner English hard charged from 15th to finish third, Jared Hawkins fourth, and Shane Clanton finished fifth. Following the two nights, Owens' lead is extended to 625 points over Tim McCready, with Jonathan Davenport third, Josh Richards fourth, and Tyler Erb fifth. Only 10 dates remain on the 2020 Lucas schedule. So not much time if these guys are going to make any sort of move on Owens. Um, like I said before, this is just, it's pretty much wrapped up at this point, 625 points with only 10 nights left. Uh, you would have to have just an absolute epic failure out of Jimmy Owens at this point. Um, the series is back in action on September 17th at I-80 Speedway in Nebraska. The Word of Allies Late Model Series had a pair of shows in the South over the weekend as well. We talked on Friday about the weekend possibly turning into a battle of the Brandons with Brandon Overton taking on Brandon Shepard and the Outlaws all weekend. Overton, Shepard, and Jimmy Owens have been the three best late model drivers in the country so far this season. Friday night at Livonia Speedway in Georgia uh, looked like it was maybe heading in that direction with Overton out front and Shepard running third a little ways into the feature, but an incident at halfway would take Shepard out of the fight. On a restart, Shepard spun all by himself running third and collected a bunch of cars behind him. Shepard and several other cars were damaged, and Shepard ended up 18th. Out front, after an early battle with Zach Mitchell, Overton battled the last half of the event with Dennis Herb Jr., ultimately coming out on top for the $10,000 score. Herb finished second, Chase Young is third, Ricky Weiss fourth, and Zach Mitchell uh, settled for fifth. On Saturday at Lancaster Speedway in South Carolina, Johnny Persley was the early leader, but Overton moved past him on lap 12, and that was all she wrote. He survived a few restarts and drove away at the end to win by three seconds over Ricky Weiss, Ross Bales, Brandon Shepard, and Dennis Erb Jr. That battle of the Brandons we had hoped for never really materialized through the two nights. Instead, we again saw uh, why Overton was, has been one of the best in the country this season. It was his fourth straight win with the Outlaws back to the sweep of the USA Nationals at Cedar Lake. Leaving the weekend, Shepard's points lead is still 252 over Ricky Weiss. Kate Dillard is third, Chase Young is fourth, and Daryl Lanigan is fifth. Dillard had been catching Weiss for that second spot, but a second and a fourth from Weiss, along with a ninth and a 19th for Dillard, saw that gap between the two widen back out to 78 points. The series is now off until September 25th at Thunder Mountain Speedway in Pennsylvania. There are only, uh, I believe, eight race nights remaining for the World of Outlaws Light Models in 2020. So again, not many races left them uh, left for them uh, as well. Friday night with the All-Star Circuit of Champions at Attica Raceway Park, it was all Tim Schaefer. He led all 40 laps to earn his first All-Star win of the season and first since Bubble Raceway Park back in February of 2019. Shane Stewart finished second, Kale Thomas third, Kale Conley fourth, and Paul McMahon was fifth. Points leader Aaron Reitzel had an off night finishing back in 16th, but trouble for Corey Elias and resulted in a 19th place finish for him, so he was not able to capitalize in the standings. Saturday night's Attica show for the All-Stars saw Trey Jacobs and Rico Abreu battle 
battle in the early going with Jacobs leading his first ever laps with the series. Rico took control 14 laps in, but he had to hold off a late charge from Aaron Reitzel. In the end, it was Abreu getting his second win of the season with the All-Stars over Reitzel, Cap Henry, Ian Matson, and Trey Jacobs. Reitzel's lead in the standings is now 110 over Corey Eliason uh, with nine All-Star races remaining. In USAC midget action, Cannon McIntosh won Friday night with a last lap pass at Sweet Springs, and Buddy Kofoid got his first ever series victory Saturday night at Sweet Springs as well. So great to see Kofoid finally kind of get off the schneid there and get that first USAC win. He's been close a bunch of times this season. Chris Windham maintains the points lead right now in the USAC midgets over Tyler Courtney. Other weekend open wheel winners include Cap Henry at Wayne County on Sunday, Anthony Macri at Sealands Grove, Jake Buback won the Race Saver Nationals finale at Eagle Raceway, and Bill Baylaw grabbed two more IRA wins over the weekend. For more weekend winners, you can check out tjslideways.com. Other weekend late model winners include Michael Page in the 20,000 to win show at Cochrane Motor Speedway, Bobby Pierce at Fairbury on Saturday, Mike Marler in Fall Nationals action at Smoky Mountain, and Zach Dome won Sunday in the Beckley USA 100 at Tyler County. For more late model winners, check out dirtondirt.com. And it was another great weekend for Nick Hoffman. He picked up a couple more modified wins. I think I saw somewhere he won like $25,000 in the last couple of days uh, in UMP modified action. So another strong weekend for Nick Hoffman. They're not surprised uh, with what he's been able to do here the last several season. Uh, before we close out today, there are a couple of shows on the streaming schedule. USAC 24-7 is uh, streaming all the time on Flow Racing. Plus Flow Racing has, and I believe that's actually going on right now as we speak, the early part of the Port Royal show uh, for 410 Sprint Car late models and four cylinder pure stock so tune over to flow racing if you want to watch that and then speed sport has the opening night of the super nationals from boone speedway modified stock cars uh, hobby stocks northern sport mods and sport compacts uh, so check that out at speed sport uh, if you want to see the full list and links to be able to watch everything check that out at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight that's it for the show today hope everybody has a good labor day monday you can find dirt tracker daily on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or where you get podcasts please subscribe and leave a review you can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. That's it for today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.